Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of Free and Figuring It Out. We are well, well into December now. I'm sure most, if not all of you, have your Christmas tree decorations lights up if you're celebrating this year. Um, And I certainly have, and it's making me very, very happy switching it on every day. Um, So we hope you are all well. So let's jump straight in. This week, I have been figuring out the area of like self-worth and self-love. I know that we had Gina Swire on a while ago now. I'll pop her episode in the show notes um, talking about self-love. And I think it's always something I've been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that down, whatever. Yeah, I'm great. I love myself. Yeah, whatever. And I think I've realized recently through kind of doing a bit more work on myself that I probably don't. And I think it's probably affecting like bigger areas of my life that I haven't really thought about. So it's been really interesting. um, And I just thought worth mentioning because I'm sure there's lots of women listening to this that probably resonate with that. And, um, you know, I... I don't look in the mirror and say, I love my body. I love this. I love that. And do that whole, I am totally not there. I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know when I will be. I'm not there yet. I'm very appreciative of my body that it works and it's healthy and all of that, but I can't look at it and like just praise myself like a goddess just yet. But I suppose this is more about, um, you know, like, um reflecting on what I've achieved my career where I'm at in life I think this year for all of us has been a year of reflection of really figuring out what we actually want in life and uh where we are at the minute and what we do to make those changes and yeah I suppose I've just been thinking okay what is that missing piece like what you know what is the thing that's not allowing me to get to where I want to be. And I do think it's that sort of area. So I have been figuring that out recently. And how have you been trying to figure that out? Um, I think, first of all, I, well, I do, as you know, I'm I'm part of the pathway with um, 2B Magnetic. So do lots of meditations with that, um, working, I think I mentioned before that with the shadow, which is the side that is like our true self that we don't want anyone else to see. So that's been quite interesting. Um, I think I've just been, when there's something in life that I would like or would like to achieve and it's not quite working, I just kind of reflect that back onto me and think, okay, am I, do I believe I'm worthy of it? Like, do I believe that mm. I deserve this? And I think most of the time the answer's deep down no consciously yeah I'm like yeah of course I am you know like I deserve anything I want and then deep down my subconscious is like no so I think there's just a lot of stuff there that is blocking me and um you know you could go woo woo with it but I suppose I'm talking about it on quite a rational level like Mm -hmm. it's just I'm very conscious that um 
I, I feel a very different woman now to, I don't know, five years ago when I was like, you know, kind of top of my tree, earning lots, middle of London. Like I feel very different and I feel like I've lost that edge. And I was saying to my flatmates last night, I don't know if that's a good thing. Mm. I don't know if I'm glad that I have that, that real go, 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 like, you know, work, drink, eat, sleep, work, drink, eat, sleep. You <laughs> oh, know, I want that life so bad. Give it to me. No, <laughs> I, I don't know if I miss it. I can't figure that out. And I think that's, again, it just keeps looping back around to this self-worth because I think I'm figuring out what do I want? You know, if I could choose my perfect day, if, you know, I had to work and I had to do something I loved, what would that look like? And I'm quite, I'm struggling with that at the minute, I think. I think I'm a bit like, hmm, what would that look like? You know, like, you know, so yeah, it all keeps, everything I'm trying to like delve into and think about all keeps coming back to self-worth. Um and I say self-worth, self-love, because I do feel like the kind of sisters, you know, in this. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I suppose the more you probably have, I think the more self-love you practice and the stronger you have a good relationship with yourself, then I think your self-worth will increase. Like, I think mm. your self-love increases your self-worth. Um, but I think worth, like worth and worthiness are things that lots and lots of people struggle with. It's, it's also something that I've been working through with my coach at the moment. And I definitely think there's lots of blocks for me that are around worthiness. So you're definitely not alone in any mm. way, shape or form. But I think that it's great that you are continuing to do the work. And I think that's the thing with like self-worth it's it's quite easy to admit that your self-worth isn't where you think it needs to be but actually the hard part is then trying to actually get it to where it needs to be like it's easy just to be like well it's never going to improve because it's not easy work and actually mm. you know, I think it's you do have to uncover some layers and you, you know, it's the whole onion thing about trying to work out why you don't feel you have enough like you're not worthy enough and trying yeah. to get to the root of that to then because some people I think focus on the trying to rebuild it and like you said then you can start doing the whole like there are certain techniques you can try to build it but actually I think if you're building that and you've not sort of addressed some of those subconscious issues it's not really going to solve it mm. yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah it's definitely yeah mm. that's it's, <laughs> yeah not a quick journey but one I'm I'm willing to go on so I think it'll be worth it well, good luck with that. And rather than a metaphorical journey, I've done a physical journey. So I am now recording from Nottingham. Woo! So I am figuring out moving back home. So for those mm. who don't know, I'm originally, I'm not an unborn and bred. And I'd lived in London for 10 years. And now my whole life got packed up. <laughs> it's currently in my dad's friend's garage. <laughs> <laughs> And oh no classic literally my dad had a full on heart attack about how much <laughs> stuff I had I was like yeah I had a two-bedroom flat dad yeah um, exactly and I'm not like you I actually own stuff um so that's all packed up now and I'm currently living with my mum which is interesting so I'm back in like the room where I grew up right oh, and gosh. yeah but it's it's what's quite interesting so I think like what I'm figuring out is being back home and the fact that for a long time I probably would have seen it as quite a negative and a backwards move mm. but I think so much of what has happened this year 
means I don't feel like that. And like you were saying, mm. it's quite interesting. We were like, oh, about London and like eat, sleep, drink, repeat. And like, I love that life. I'm not going to lie. But I think the thing is, that's not the life that London is right now. So there's part no, of it that's no. like, well, well, if you're not going to get that, then some of the other things that are in life that are really important to you, you can get to like, now I will be like closer to like some of my friends that I don't get to see, um, my family, um, better access to like countryside and niceness. And that does excite me. Um, mm. So it is a weird one where I'm like, oh, uh, it doesn't necessarily feel like, yeah, I'm still working it out in the moment. And what I'm more figuring out, I think will be what happens like as the world reopens as well like I think because now I'm like well what else am I doing anyway all I do is like go for my yeah. one hour walk and <laughs> doesn't make it, I don't really do anything um but yeah it'll be interesting to see over the coming months how I how I like get on with it and stuff but yeah I'm back I'm safe and sound my um and yeah it's just adjusting also it's really nice to at the moment it's like nice to be with someone because I'd spent four months just in a flat basically looking at the walls driving myself crazy hence the crazy reels if anyone goes to my reels and thinks i've lost the plot yeah babe it's because really. <laughs> <laughs> literally i'm just at home just like hey what was i meant to be doing like as soon as it got dark at four o'clock i would like stick on the ring light <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'm glad the move went well yeah. um and like we've discussed before like i moved back i did exactly what you did i went from yeah. london back to my bedroom that i grew up in about two three years ago so and I didn't see it as a backward step at all I saw it as just yeah a, a part of life it was a different situation but yeah I think it's um I think yeah maybe it's a time for us to end that stigma with the whole moving back with parents when we're past yeah. the 30 mark you know I don't think there's anything wrong with it and it's so normal in other countries so and also the thing is I actually have quite a few friends that do so it's not like I don't know anyone else that hasn't moved home but I think there is just that sort of stigma that automatically and the thing that's weird for me is like well I, I yeah I just don't think it is a bad thing and I was like well actually surely we should have more stigma on why are you living by yourself like a crazy person? Like, how and is paying that? loads of rent? Yeah, like <laughs> or mortgage. Yeah, like actually, how can? <laughs> why do we have that as a thing? Like, yeah, like I owned a flat, um, but I live in it by myself and pay an awful lot of money for it. Why is that like valued rather than actually like living with people, like living with your family? It's interesting mm. that. And I, you know, I did it. Like I was definitely one of those people. Like I need to buy, I need to get out, etc. But it is interesting yeah. that. Um, now I think why as a society do we value that over others because as you said in other cultures it's absolutely normal um, to live back with your family people live with their family even when they're married and I'm not even married so come on (laughs) (laughs) unexpectedly and unknowingly to you you've led me quite nicely on to what I've read this week (laughs) it's entitled could letting go of primal need for success make us happier um it was on bbc scotland um and yeah it was it's basically a buddhist teacher stephen folder just talks about how it can be difficult to accept defeat in our personal or professional lives but rethinking what success really is could make us more content and i think me and sherelle have had many discussions on both success and failure over the time mm. of recording this podcast um and i think ultimately w- what we've come to is success is about defining it yourself um i think we've both been through on similar paths of the 
Um, what were your three H's? House, head of, house, and head, head husband. Of and, husband yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, you know, similar, similar kind of uh, path. And then, you know, I got kind of, well, no, I didn't get all of them. I got to like the top of my career and then realized that wasn't for me. And, and you've kind of, um, you know, had, had similar experiences where um, you've realized, you know, you've had, you've contemplated actually, what do I want? Um, yeah. And it, and, it, and he says, you know, the Buddhist teaching would ask us to look again at the habits of measuring success and begin to see that it comes from the ego. It comes from a self that says, I must do this and I must be good at that. And I've noticed that recently when I, and I've must have done this my whole life and that scares me a bit, but I think I should be amazing at something the first time I do it. <laughs> That's how much pressure I, so if I bake something new or if I, make something new or write something new or whatever I have this pressure on myself that it should be perfect that first time and then recently I just thinking that's impossible pretty much you know that's just ridiculous you know and I think it's been doing my like flower business you know that I do on the side like you have no idea how much effort practice failure that person that you aspire to be like has put in Mm. so when they say release like 100 bouquets they sell out because you look at those people and you think how is it working for them and not me and then you have no idea how many times they put something out and no one's bought they put something out no one's bought and then all of a sudden and I keep saying this phrase so much recently but I think it's just so applicable this perfect storm you know, you get the price point right. You've built your audience. You've got the right colorways, the right flowers, the right name, the right time, the right, and it's just bam. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as a marketer, we love to measure. We love to know what's working. And sometimes I just look, I look at all the facts. I look at all the analytics. And sometimes I just have to say, it's just a perfect storm of social, economical, political, every single aspect, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I think the, the article, it was just, it was just very sure I'll, I'll pop a link to it, but it just, it was more about what it made me think about and touched on that success element that we, that we spoke about before. It's really interesting that you mentioned perfect storm whilst you're wearing your Ocuseal glasses. So we were, <laughs> we, Ocuseal sent us a pair of glasses way, way back. I can't even remember when. However, no. the CEO on his LinkedIn this week I was reading, he was saying like they've had their best month in business, but he showed like the Google trend graph and it basically showed like how, because we're spending more time on screens, mm-hmm. how blue screen glasses have just gone through the roof. Yeah. And then that, so that's the perfect storm. It's like, actually they've had this business for ages and now what's happened is boom, everyone else has caught up. This is on trend and they're at the top just mm-hmm. to snap up all that live custom. So you are right. Sometimes a perfect, you are waiting for that perfect storm and just things can align that make it like what could have been very slow growth or slow improvement yeah. all of a sudden boom mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting so yeah have a maybe have a think about that next time like you're thinking oh why is this not working like it's all you get in there it's all slotted into place you're learning as you mm. try and you fail and you know all of this but um yeah just remember sometimes that it just needs all those little things to click and uh it will happen 
And also you should never, ever expect to be perfect first time. Like this is like 101 episode. And if we listen to the early ones, I'm sure I will cringe so much. <laughs> I've not gone back. I don't. But do you know what I mean? Like you, in what world would you ever just be perfect at something when you first start? You have to give stuff a go. You have to try it out. You have to make mistakes. You have to learn from those mistakes. And I think having any type of aim to be perfect from the beginning is probably really holding you back because then you're just not mm. going to start so really I think for anyone who's listening let that go really just believe that we are all meant to be beginners and I think what's really interesting the concept is it is something to do with like the more complex you are and the more achieved you are in certain areas of your life that's when we start to not want to go back to being a beginner but actually being a beginner in new things is going to bring you like is going to improve you so you have to just let the fact that you're going to fail at stuff or it's going to be a bit rubbish it's not going to be your best and then see that progression and really I would argue if you're not seeing that progression it means you started too late it means actually you were waiting to put something out until it was perfect and actually how much have you lost in that time yeah yeah I don't believe in perfectionism I used to be a perfectionist I don't believe in it but it's it, and it's interesting when you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, where have I got this belief from when I put it on myself? When I'm in my kitchen baking a cake, I'm not going to put it on Instagram. No one else is around. No one's going to see me. Why, where has it come from? Where is it ingrained in me that I'm putting that pressure on that you need to follow this recipe and you need to get this spot on? Mm. And it's just really interesting. So yeah, I think if there's any other women out there thinking, mm, yeah, I think that too, like, I'm giving you permission and myself permission to just ease off that. <laughs> and just, just to share that, you know, not, none of this is perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. Because this will be year three of me trying to make my grandma's Christmas cake. <laughs> so <gasps> probably year one, it was, I think she said it was too sugary and like it was going to give us all diabetes. <laughs> I can't remember what got said the second year. So I'm hoping third year lucky. <laughs> oh gosh, good luck. Are you like feeding it with... No, so it's not, um, you don't, um, it's not a traditional like English one. It's my grandma that's from Jamaica. So it's oh. a Christmas cake. Um, oh gosh, so yeah, you don't, have, you don't have to feed it. But um, so yeah, the fruit is all soaking and then we'll probably make that next weekend. So yeah. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, is it called, I think it's called Stir Sunday, but I think it probably still applies, doesn't it? That it's the day that traditionally you make a... Yeah. Christmas cake so lovely oh I do well, love a bit of Christmas been... cake <laughs> <laughs> I hate Christmas cake so <laughs> I mean I probably I probably nibble the um the fruit soaked in rum but I don't know there's something it's just I'm not grown up enough yet I'm just not I'm not old enough You're like you know like my take no but you know what I mean I always see mm. it as like a really mature thing okay. to eat and I'm just not there I don't know when I'll get there one day one day when like when I get to blue cheese <laughs> oh my god I love that well I don't anymore but I used to love blue cheese anyway yeah. what have you been reading this week so you know we are getting to the end of the year but Alan you know how much I love it and I get all excited about next year mm. and I'm busy you know I'm helping people put their business plans their marketing plans together for next year and I'm already deep into uh me thinking about what I want to achieve next year so I have gone back to reading your best year ever by Michael Hyatt so this is definitely a book to read in December mm. and uh last year for Propel Her's book club we read it it was a January book of the month so that everyone would read it in December and we could come to January be like boom and it's basically like a, his process um so Michael Hyatt is a multi 
award-winning probably i might made that up all for he's written a lot of books so but he and his coach as well he knows his stuff yeah he knows his stuff (laughs) and so this one he actually has a program that he runs every year to help you and then you can for this book follows the process that he'd been running on a live program for years and it's really just a process to be able to for you to follow to help you to have your most successful year going forward is pretty much exactly what the book says on the tin Um, and I just think it's a really I find them useful and I have read so many of these books that are all around goal setting and uh, planning and how to achieve success and how to achieve your goals and stuff and I'm probably gonna keep on reading them and I'm sure if I wonder every write a book it's probably what I would write around but I do I just I just love planning I love love goals yeah, um, but I think it so for me I just geek out on trying to find like the nuances of how someone has a different approach but I think mm. if you're someone that's just like I just want something to follow and actually being like rather than you trying to make it up if you're someone that's either new and you're like okay fine I want to I want to do this next year like maybe 2020 hasn't you know as for many people it's not been the year they want and you want to be like I'm going to put some optimism out there I'm going to put some hope out I'm going to approach this great then it's a great book to read or if you might have been someone that's followed a different formula so you know I've read like the 12 week year before um I'm trying to think some other ones that are like around a year and you might have done you might have followed like year of yes before and thought I was going to help it didn't like you know I think it's just a good book to say well maybe this is a different approach actually maybe this year I'm going to try something else and see if it works or you could already have your own process but you might have been following it for a few years and just reading someone else's might add you to like adding a little bit of this or taking a little bit of that and that's the thing I think actually as you go through life you know hopefully you probably will get to the point where you do have your own system and that's what works for you um rather than following someone else's and for me like I start doing this work now in December and then actually because then I take off Christmas and it means then when I sit down and like the first of January I can just double reflect back on it and make sure I am really happy with those choices because I've had that break so I really like this idea of like trying to start thinking now about what you want next year and then like having a break, enjoy Christmas, enjoy New Year, and then sit back down and be like, okay, cool. I've had a little step away and look back at it. Are these all things that I truly want? As like mm-hmm. you just said, did I write these down from the right place? Are these really goals that I want to? Are they, do I really think they are going to fulfill me? And then check over your action plan and start taking action. Yeah, yeah. definitely. She's going to start doing another reel right in front of me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think, and I think it's important what you said about that timing for two reasons. I think one, if you do it in December, you also have that space to reflect as well then. Mm. So it's both that reflection of, and even if you haven't achieved anything this year, even if this year has been a total bomb, you'll have learned something. You'll have, you'll have, you'll have figured something out. You'll have really, I think most people, and I know this sounds a bit um, daft and I wasn't going to talk about this is something I've watched but I'll just mention it quickly I watched Folklore <laughs> on Disney which is um, Taylor Swift she's recorded she recorded an album during lockdown and um, <clears throat> she has done this documentary on, on Disney and she ba- he ba- she she does it with a few different people and he basically says like if you haven't truly learned something about yourself this year I'm not sure what you've been doing yeah and I think that's true I think whatever it is what it could be so small but you will have learned something and I think so doing it in December that time to reflect but like Sherelle says like also then being able to put that notebook away for a week 10 days come back to it in January 
and be like, does this still light me up? Mm -hmm. You know, like really in that new kind of energy of a new year, is this still what I want? So I think that's really powerful kind of exercise to do. Yeah. So good luck everyone. (laughs) Well, yeah, I did what I'll mention it quickly. I did watch folklore, which I highly recommend stick it on in the background. Um, she recorded it with a guy from the national and a guy from bleachers. So both quite cool. Uh, oh God, I shouldn't use that word. I don't know what word to use. Like <laughs> untaylor Swift people, basically. <clears throat> she wrote it with them, recorded it with them. Um, it's just beautiful. I loved it. I love knowing the story behind songs, like why people have written them. I think it means so much more. And yeah, so on Disney, recommend it. But what I was going to talk about and this this episode's ended up having a theme which was not intended like me and Sherelle don't you know really plan it like this but um and again this this is like a old school kind of thing but it's more about the content but there's a two-part documentary on Netflix about Frank Sinatra called mm-hmm. All or Nothing at All and I love Frank Sinatra don't know why I just adore him and it was interesting because it's his whole life And it's how he started kind of in this really, you know, rough and ready area, like New Jersey, Um, started singing, like, um, you know, really, he was born in 1915. Okay, so this is a completely different time. You know, in the 30s, between the wars, he was doing all the, um, I suppose, the the equivalent of bars and clubs, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to what it is today. Um, and really like grafting, like, you know, you think you, we, we spoke about this with shoe dog with, with the Nike founder, didn't we? You just think, oh, well, Frank Sinatra's Frank Sinatra. He's always been famous. He's always been successful. And it's really important. I think for us as normal human beings to actually see a person in the spotlights, true life, Mm. because he grafts and he grafts and he grafts and he starts getting places. He starts, but it's slow. It's not like someone hears him sing and is like, you're amazing. We need to get, you know, this is a whole different era. And he starts moving his way up and he's married and he has children. And then, you know, he has an affair with Ava Gardner and she's apparently just horrible to him. And then things start to unravel. He starts getting sacked from jobs. No, he loses his contract with like Columbia Records, you know, everyone doesn't like it you know and then he goes to rock bottom and this is when he should be at the peak Hmm. and I think it's important to watch things like this to realize that you know our life can look like a roller coaster it doesn't have to be an upward trajectory the whole time I don't think that's what life's like I think it can have peaks and troughs and I think that's more than natural and he goes like he owes like hundreds of thousands of pounds, like, you know, tax evasion, he's involved with the mafia, like, and then he just rebuilds himself. He just rebuilds himself into what he is known for today. You know, this crooner, this mm. um, part of the Rat Pack, you know, um, like just wildly successful, <laughs> you know, artist. And it's kind of based on, a retirement concert that he did that didn't end up being his his lasting ever because he actually wrote New York, New York after that. But he had to choose 11 songs that represented his life that he'd oh. recorded, which I found really interesting. And this is why I like Desert Island Discs because it's mm. really interesting, I think, to see what people choose. Um, yeah, and it was just, I just recommend it if you're feeling a bit like 
you're not doing well at the minute or you failed at something or you know you need a bit of inspiration um i think just to see how someone can go from nothing to everything to nothing to everything it's a really interesting path to follow and one big thing to say that i had no idea about but he was wildly anti-racist and was one of the first high profile celebrities to actually promote anti-racism um and bigotry um in america and it this was when segregation was still around in in southern states and he you know like things like when he would sing with sammy davis jr and um other black artists um because the rat pack basically made las vegas what it is las vegas was this tiny little desert thing that no one really went to they all started going and it boomed and became what it is today but all the black artists had to stay on the other side of town and he was like that is not happening like this is ridiculous like we're all equal like you know allow them to be wherever they want to be and um it probably seems not as significant nowadays but back then i don't think people even understood racism that's the impression I got from the footage that you saw you know it was just like it, it was a fact yeah. in their head that black people were of, of a lower class and less worthy and that that's that was it you know and he really brought it to the forefront that no we are all human and he worked with Martin Luther King a lot um you know on and JFK and and you know really kind of ending segregation and and you know ending bigotry and stuff so yeah it was just a really really powerful documentary mm, no it doesn't sound really good I definitely didn't know any of that stuff <laughs> maybe I'll add it to my Christmas watching list so we are about to finish up but obviously you're going to get your life prompt and given the book that I was speaking about and when we're recording this it's definitely time to start thinking ahead so what do you want to accomplish over the next year? Very simple one, but hopefully one start you getting thinking about your goals. And as we said, I think it would be, even if you don't get the book, even if you just answer this prompt, think about it now. Think right now, okay, what do I actually think I want to achieve? If you're listening to this now, obviously for 2021, but if you're listening to the future, you can put whatever time limit you want on it. And then write it down, shut the book, leave it for a week and come back to it just to make sure that you are not writing something in like just in in like not instinct but just like straight away and then actually it's not really true like give it a bit of time to settle go back to it and just think actually is this something I really want to accomplish and is this something that I am willing to put the time the energy and possibly the money into to really make happen and just make sure because I think it's kind of really disheartening to one go after a goal and achieve it and then realize it's not very fulfilling because it wasn't what you really wanted or to start going after a goal and then halfway through just be like actually I'm not that bothered about it so I think obviously it happens and actually I recently wrote a blog post all about changing your goals and how it's it is absolutely natural but I think if we do spend just a little bit of extra time in the first process and let it settle that it will give you the chance to hopefully write goals that are really true to you and ones that you do want to accomplish perfect can't wait yeah really really good getting ready getting ready well um just a few weeks left till Christmas now so we hope you're all you know preparing and uh 
we know it's a bit different this year. The Christmas parties aren't there. Maybe having a Zoom one, maybe your boss is lovely and delivering some champagne and mince pies to your door. <laughs> maybe not. Um, but yeah, like whatever you're doing, like, you know, take care of yourself. I think Christmas is um, something that we've all been looking forward to. Um, whether you celebrate it or not, just I think the, the general festivities is lovely. Um, but we know it's, it is a tricky time. I think this is when we're feeling not being in offices the most, um, if that's what you do. And um, I'm not being with yeah, your family, so, but for a lot of people as well. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. it is just be a lot of people normally see a lot of people this is a time like you might catch up with people once a year yeah. so yeah and even you know like um we've had it announced now in England that we can have five days with our families three bubbles and I think you know that's going to be different you know normally we go around to auntie's houses and you know all of that yeah. is going to be different so just take care of yourself we know it we know it's a tricky time um and if all else fails, just eat a mince pie, make a lovely cup of tea and have a beauty around your room to some Mariah Carey. <laughs> That's what I'll do. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Let us know how you get on with that live prompt and um, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next instalment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.